Everybody and welcome to Every Horror Movie on Netflix, where we watch, discuss, and review every horror movie on Netflix. I'm here with my good friends, Stephen. Hello. Chris. Hi. And Patrick. Greetings. I am super stoked to be here because Chris and I just won an epic game of beer pong. It was amazing. It's the first time either of us have played beer pong in like six and a half years. And uh, so we're pretty stoked. We are here today to review and discuss hashtag horror. Pound horror, as I've come to call it. Pound horror. Pound horror. We are reviewing every horror movie on Netflix in alphabetical order. So we recently reviewed Wreck 4, which you say, wait a minute, that starts with R. No, it has brackets around it. So we reviewed Wreck 4. Now we're on to hashtag horror. We've yet to get to the alphabet, which is the unfortunate thing here. Right, but we're going to eventually get to Z when we're like 68 years old. We'll we're going to get to A like a year from we're now. We're going to get to zombies. We're going to get to zombies. We're going to get to Zumbas. We're going to get to Roombas. If you're, a loyal, if, if you're a loyal listener, you might be interested that I've done the math. And a year from now, we will be like midway through the D's. Oh. So think on that. I do love the letter D. D is in dead silence. Which is not on Netflix. <laughs> but it you is wish, on Netflix. But you maybe then it. it's a dead silence is on Netflix. It, it was recently. But I, listen, if you're a horror fan, we're going to be reviewing Anti-Birth in like three and a half weeks. So stay with us. Stay tuned. We have a full slate coming up for you. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. And uh, But we're all excited, I know, to be here together talking about hashtag horror. Boy, how how would we describe hashtag horror? What's the premise of hashtag horror? I mean, it's a simple premise, but a complicated plot. Am I right, Patrick? Can you can you I give like that's a accurate? I mean, like it's, it's, on paper it seems pretty simple, but watching the film, I didn't really know what the fuck was going on. It's a, it's a very standard horror movie kind of setup in that there are five. I think there are five um, young girls. They're all like. 12 years old they're which pre-teens kind of younger than your average like prey in a horror movie but uh they're all holed up in this uh, but they do movie. hold up as prey in this movie they're all holed up what? in this <laughs> what what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm saying like they they do find us prey in this movie. <laughs> yes, that's true. May I continue now? <laughs> okay, fine. Sorry. Go ahead. Go for it. They're all holed up in this uh, very uh, bougie modern architectural house in in the woods in the middle of winter, uh, having a sleepover with one of their friends. And during that gathering, they're being stalked by a killer who's filming them and putting out details of the whole thing on social media in a pretty garish fashion. Listen, listen, Patrick is not hyping you enough up for this movie. There are some preteens in a house that is over the top with architecture and art. They are filming each other on their phones. They're obsessed with an online game, which they are posting to constantly. And there is an evil presence who we don't know what it is, if it's a human, if it's a creature. We have no idea that is stalking them, filming them at all times. It's it's over the top. It's always it's a, we know it's a human because it's using a cell phone. Hey man, I don't, Sasquatch I don't know. doesn't have T-Mobile, so I mean I don't have any proof of that. I don't know about that. It could be anything. It could I be the, anything. The villain is the hole, the click hole. I think the villain is the technology. Yeah. So it's all right. So it's really hard to discuss. It's really hard to talk about the premise of this movie. I it's think. easy to it's, talk. So about. we're gonna have plot summary number three now. <laughs> This is this is my take on the plot. And then Stephen can take a stab then, yeah. at you it. You know what? Maybe, maybe that's a good way to maybe do Maybe this, this is how we should do this, is everybody gives a summary. At least with a movie that has a simple yet, uh, I don't know the adjective, but a, a, a deceptively simple uh, premise. All right, so hashtag horror. You got five or six 12-year-old girls having a sleepover in the winter, in the woods, home alone. They're up, They're rich. They're snobs. They're little bitches to each other. It's all a, true. There's a mean girls thing going on. One hundred percent. Always thing too. I think they're always tearing themselves. It's tearing each other down, and they are totally into their phones like yep. kids are these days. And there's a killer out there. Wait, Chris, how old are you? Twelve. 
okay. <laughs> Just kids are these days. I don't know. Yeah. That kind of threw me off. Well, you know, we we're we're we are. Do you have a cell phone? Let's see. We're, I'm uh, I'm 28, and we're all you know we're all we're all in our upper 20s. We are maybe old enough to have 12 year olds. If we'd made some really bad choices, yes. <laughs> so we're a generation removed from these kids, so I can say that. Um, wow. So yeah. So True. there's a there's a killer. There's a killer who is you know also motivated primarily by like social media now i don't know i don't, all right that, i'll leave it at that because there's a whole bunch of other stuff to there's say there's a lot to discuss that. there is a killer there is a killer motivated by social media that's right. it steve what would you have to add about hashtag horror to set it up i think that's a fine setup let's get into it um yes. opening scene yes. we've got chloe Sevigny uh slumming it as always uh her Love husband her. Well, not as always well as okay, most well, of, as all, most of the time her her husband is uh having a fling with a young girl one of his assistants in in a car in the woods in the winter why does this movie take place in the winter that kind of confused me Love so it. why not why not why not uh, why not? <laughs> you just got shouted down by the crowd. Why not? <laughs> I guess that's contributing to my my like impending seasonal depression. I mean, here we are at the, uh, nearing the end of summer, watching a film in the winter. Very yeah. uncomfortable for me. They're having uh, a dirty weekend. Can anybody? Does anybody remember how she describes what a dirty weekend is? A dirty weekend is when you go somewhere you're not supposed to be with mm-hmm. someone, someone you're, you're not, not supposed, supposed to be, to be yeah, with. Yeah, and yeah. he's like. I've never heard of that before. I don't know what that means. And she's like, oh, how delightful. And then he just drops her off in the, in the middle, in the of, middle of the woods. In the middle of nowhere. And we, she we is find out. He lives there. She doesn't. Her car is not anywhere to be seen. Yeah, we find out late in the movie that this car location is no more than 300 yards from his house. <laughs> Which seems like a weird True. place Especially to be Especially if he's not trying there. to get caught. Yeah. Like, why is he bringing he the girl back to his He inexplicably leaves her on the side of the road. She is wearing a top hat. A men's tuxedo jacket and a brassiere. Mm-hmm. But you know what? All right, so and she happily wanders off into the woods. Yeah. So we're getting really into this. This is the prologue of the movie. Basically, prologue. What we're talking this about. This is before the title. And you know what? Through the prologue, this movie was working for me. I, I I saw the title. I did not know anything about this movie. Hashtag horror. What's it about? I don't know. And it sh- this is like a little bit. It seems like it's setting up like a little tongue in cheek anthology movie. And I'm like, okay, oh, I'm no. into this. Oh no, honey. Oh no, honey. <laughs> This is not. <laughs> this is not tongue in cheek, and this is not an anthology movie. No, okay, but well, two, two things about this prologue. That you always real, have two really things, Patrick. Me. It's always two things. It's never just one. It's always two hey, or three. Know, I've got three points like to make. You know what? Thing. Buy one, get one free, Stephen. So two, I wish they were both free. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are both Patrick free for you. Patrick is a professional baby. film critic. He gets to reserve the right. Two okay. things that struck me about this opening scene. That opening shot is amazing. It, I mean, red car, striking red sports car in the middle mm. of an otherwise white woods. Slow tracking shot around it as shit's happening inside it. It's one shot. Really, it looks like there's a kill it's happening. Really when, when you see the car, you see like the flesh beating against the 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 kind flesh of, beating, the f- flesh yes. beating against the <laughs> the foggy windows. I thought somebody was being killed immediately in this movie, and it turns out they're having lackluster sex. Listen to me, if you've on. seen Titanic, you know what this movie is about. Yeah, you put the hand on the window. That means they're making love. They're making yeah, they're except not. the shot is so much more striking than right. that shot from Titanic. Right, but um, but that's you know that's why I thought maybe we're going in a little tongue in cheek kind of fun. We're having a fun movie here you know you see this it sets it up like a horror scene but then it's a love scene and you know what it's love fine. it cinematography throughout the movie i thought was pretty great color grading because i'm into that now oh yeah um, me too was a little you know a little <laughs> film student-esque but not terrible um it looks but more that, beautiful than it has any right to be I yeah mean, it has absolutely moodiness. there's a lot of like sort of golden hour stuff in the winter that always gets to me hey and off the bat i am not a film critic i don't know anything about movies this movie is beautifully filmed i was fascinated the entire movie with yeah. the the lighting, the music, the art. It looked this great. was amazing. It looked, so, it looked great. So yeah, striking opening shot. I really liked that. That that it really grabbed me. Intre- visually interesting opening shot. But <laughs> the thing about this prologue that I was just like, what was so? Uh, Chloe Sevigny's husband is having this steamy interlude in the car with literally steamy, yes. literally yeah. steamy. Yeah, <laughs> steaming up the windows, fingers yeah. trailing down the steamy windows. Um, and she calls him, I think, or he calls her. I forget. One of them calls the other after this whole thing goes down. She calls down. him and leaves a voicemail. Yeah, she calls him. No, they talk. No, I they talk. Briefly. I think they, he yeah, calls they talk. her. They talk briefly. 
And the line that stood out, and I, I wrote this down, she says to him, are you with that 20-year-old art advisor? And, like, is art advisor really a, a position? Is that a career that anyone has? Like, what is that? And What's why does her age matter? It was odd. And also, Chloe, I mean, her outfits in this movie are... Um, oh, my God. I think outfit. she dressed herself. She's wearing, like, paper boots. No, she definitely down the... didn't dress herself. Someone came up with that shit and thought it was amazing. She's wearing, like, paper boats, like, a la Origami. It, like, down her back. She's um, She has, on? like, a negligee, like, emblazoned with, like, origami. Just, like, Look, running around. Chloe Sevigny can do no wrong. She is not the problem. This in this movie, movie no, she's, she's kind not. of I'm she glad she's not there. a problem no. she was a comforting presence her origami negligee is a problem though. she kind of I reminded thought... me of like it was like the poor man's Catherine Trammell from, from yes. Basic Instinct yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah I can get down totally with that. See that which is set immediately because she kind of entices like some like a pool boy like basically. a pool boy basically to like Handy stay man. with her in soon after the opening scene and he is could not be less about it yeah mm. like and like you kind of like think that she's he's gonna a, he's win a mover, multiple not times, a boy. and like he shuts her down like no one has ever been shut down before. Yeah, that was like embarrassing for me to watch. Yeah, I felt like I was I like had been shut down. Yeah, I felt personally insulted because <laughs> I would have stayed for. But all right, but but the the takeaway from all this is this whole beautiful prologue has fucking nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> nothing. I mean, terrible acting. Really I mean, again, yeah. the whole Dirty Weekend conversation was hilarious to me. Then we get to the credits. Uh, well, but we should oh. say that this ends with the the, the guy who's... Her, her husband getting murdered. Yeah, so... Really murdered on murdered. camera and presumably uploaded into social media. Yeah, by a killer who's using some kind of social media. Social media... Some kind of social... I don't understand the social media yeah, in this no, movie. No, but no two people does. are fucking in a car... One, the woman leaves soon after the man's throat gets slit on video and uploaded to social media. On a live it stream. Is, on a live stream because it is part of a game in which truly killing people is... I disagree. Now, this is <laughs> this is kind of the thing. Because, like, yeah, I think the Netflix description might talk about a game. I don't know. Like, basically, as far as this movie's concerned, if you have a phone in your hand, you're playing Candy Crush. Like, I, I think that, though, because there's all these very aggressive Candy Crush visuals inserted as, like, title cards in this movie. Yeah. And I think it's all symbolic. It's not like, okay, they're actually playing this game. They're killing people for the sake of the game. I, I think it's just making a metaphorical line between, oh, everything you do on Facebook is just a game. So, and we should describe these visuals because this is a great moment to describe it because the first time you see these visuals is in the title sequence. There are so many cuts to like sort of in the reality of this game and the title sequence is the first one that sort of puts you inside like sort of the game and the way whoever's playing this like murder social media game it sees it the title sequence is arresting like, insane it's like it's like uh, fucking enter the void I was just gonna say it's like Gasper no, enter the void where like yeah. every every title is like a different font and it's like yeah it's just like it explodes in your eyeballs got you this just like feel J-pop like music assaulted. electronic yeah. stuff every, I think it's fantastic every cast member's name lasts like half a second you don't even have time to register it uh, it's like t- the whole thing. I clocked it as like twenty seconds. Well, no, yeah. th- I think the yeah. best evidence is that I was trying to send Snapchat to Chris when I was watching this movie, and I like couldn't capture any moment oh, yeah, on my were, phone. Yeah, you were trying to get a shot. Of <laughs> I was trying to get a shot hashtag of horror, hashtag the horror, and it changed but it too quick. So and I was like trying to get yeah, it, and which, I couldn't do it. It's I like know. a whole day. Of like your aunt on Facebook, like your computer illiterate aunt yeah. compressed into twenty seconds. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like your aunt trying to invite you to play colors. like farm logs. Yeah. And so that happens, and I'm still on board with this movie. I'm saying, okay, so we're still in an anthology type movie. I, I still, I thought the same. Thing. Hold on, one more thought about that opening title okay. sequence is that it introduces the sentient hashtag, which we see numerous times during this which movie. Which wields a there gun. There is a silver animated hashtag on screen that, like, the left arm of the hash- hashtag, like the little hash mark that comes out the side, moves around. It's the right arm, but continue. It's the hashtag's okay, right so arm. so the right arm. It's important to me. But it moves Chris has out, lifted up the shoulder of his and t-shirt it's arm, to indicate that this is right arm. And it's... <laughs> <laughs> for for the listeners out there, and it has a gun in its hand, and it fires directly at the screen. You see this sentient hashtag numerous times. It's like in the movie. Bond. 
It's, it's like, like Bond. It's exactly like Bond. Yeah, it's, it's like the if, gun barrel. If Bond was an anthropomorphic Bond. hashtag. A horror yeah. icon. Like we got J- in, the, in the horror icon lexicon, we got Jason, we got Freddy, we got Michael Myers, we got Leatherface, <laughs> and now we got the anthropomorphic hashtag <laughs> that wheels a six shooter. A serial killer for the modern age. <laughs> Two people's throats get slit in a fancy car in the woods. Cut to dramatic title sequence with like a lot of social media shit and stuff so the tone's all over the place so i'm still thinking anthology movie i thought the same thing i was hoping for that i wish it had been that see i, I didn't get that I, I guess i understand why you guys and say the that title, but i wasn't expecting the title that. hashtag horror like obviously it's you know we're talking about a genre and we're talking about a hashtag which suggests you know the whole online realm i'm like this is going to be like three or four horror stories that take place in the world of social media and it might have been but they were all told in one narrative Hmm. Yeah. So then we get into very dull introduction of like these bitchy teenage characters and their parents. They have very contentious relationships with their parents. Uh, well, there's the girl who's getting driven to the party by her mom, who seems to be at best like five years older than her. Not great casting. Not great casting. I I wrote down a line that I loved because there are so many in this movie. Um. You used to love this old turd, she says at one point. About, about her, her car. car. About her car, yeah. She's like, I don't want... Because they're rich girls. It's mean girls. It's, you know, it's basically uh, Rachel McAdams and mean girls is the house they're going to, basically. And they're like, I don't want to see my... I don't want my friends to see me coming up in this car, this junky car. She's like, you used to love this old turd. Wait, was... I thought she was talking about herself. Because, like, she was embarrassed about her mom as well. I, she wants to embarrass our mom. But the Elizabeth old, almost just did a spit take of water. No, the, the old turd was definitely the car. Okay, well, I missed that. But it's the mother <laughs> referred to herself as, you used to love this That's old That's why I wrote it down. <laughs> I thought that was when so When you music, said that, I was, that was like, like eh, what? That was like I don't know. It struck me as like kind of a like a, a like a look. There's a series of classic girls. scenes. A girl is driving to the party of the rich girls with her mom, and they fight. An important scene is that a girl is sitting at home with her dad, who is like, "Listen, you've been misbehaving at school. This isn't appropriate. We need to fix this." And the girl's like, "Dad, I'm sorry. I can do better." And the dad's like, "We need to talk." Blah 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 blah. And the dad is clearly like completely disconnected from the girl. They don't understand yeah. each other. And we should we should say this dad is Dr. White. We'll just establish that name right yeah, now because it'll be important. The later. father's name is Dr. White. He's a doctor. He's a busy doctor. He's always at the emergency room. He has a lot to do. The mother of the girl and the wife of Dr. White has died in the past couple of years. You know, they're very disconnected. And there's just sort of this scene where, like, clearly the Dr. White is misunderstanding the girl. And there's yeah. just a various scenes where, like, the girls are misunderstood. And, by and you know what? And, and that all worked be, for me because they're still, all the girls are, so we have these two different girls that we kind of see into their lives a little bit as they're on their way to the same party. And they're both disconnected from their parents because they're largely engrossed in the social media world and i was like you know what that's pretty relevant and and the way they did it i thought was well i'm like yeah like she's in her car her dad's driving her to the party and he's actually like trying to have a human moment with her and she's just got her headphones in zoomed in and zoned into the game and i was like yeah that's 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 compelling to me okay Seems about right i like where this movie's going and it's all looks great this is a ifc films like is it like ifc midnight is it was it? ifc midnight yeah yeah so it's it has some you know it has that and it's not apparently a mark of quality, but <laughs> um, so yeah. So and that's... he gets mad enough at her that he like rips the phone away from her. She gets pissed. Yeah, at him she for won't that. take five minutes away from her phone. That's yeah. like the bargain. And she cried, dude. Like, if I were to take it, your it phone all away sense. for five right. minutes, would you cry? Anybody here? Oh Me? no, I mean, but we're not I... twelve years old. But like, I one problem I have with this movie—not a problem, but a question I had—was like, is that really? Like, how realistically does this portray the way kids interact with technology? I think... Like, the next generation. I in terms of the obsession that. level, I think pretty pretty realistic. Especially because, like, our generation... Our, I mean, we're all, like... As, as Chris said, what did you say? Upper 20s? Late 20s? What did you Late say? 20s. Look, Late we're 20s. all almost 30. We're, yeah. We're, yeah. And, I mean, we're our generation 30. is already, like, unnecessarily, like, dialed into the phone. Yeah. And, like, the younger generation even worse I yeah, think like people worse. 10 or 15 younger 10 or 15 years younger than us are definitely worse Chris and Elizabeth work with kids so they could probably 
testified. I don't know. I know that phones, I mean, we remember a world without phones. Yeah. And without this stuff. Right. And sometimes, even if we don't choose to, we we like to return to that world sometimes, you know? Like, you go to you go on vacation and you go to the, the woods and you don't have a cell signal. You can only check your email at McDonald's on the, or the gas station. And it's like, yeah, you know what? That's refreshing. But kids these days don't have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't know a world where they're not blowing up with the candy. They crush. don't know that world, but I I don't know. I mean, the the young people that I have in my life, which are very few, uh, don't really seem that obsessed. Well, it it's doesn't not matter. uncommon to go three hours without them pulling out their phones. But I mean, I think that. But these are different. We can all agree that an obsession with technology is a current problem in our world, and this movie addresses that. Yeah. So, so these five or six, we still don't know how many there are. No one, we, we don't know. Let's say there anyways, are they, five. They, they there all, are, no, they we all know. wind five. up. Okay, so five. So they all wind up at this architectural marvel in the middle yeah. of the woods. It's this modern architecture. It's like cut into the fucking hillside, snowy hillside, nothing else around it. They wind up in there. The one girl walks in. The first thing she sees is this giant, like, floor-to-ceiling painting, pop-art-looking kind of thing, like Andy Warhol sort of portrait of, I think it's supposed to be Marilyn Monroe, except the entire face is replaced by, like, a plastic... It looks like a, a half-cooked, like, soft-boiled egg. Yeah. Split and it open, Split open, and the yolk, which is half-cooked, is, like, throbbing. No, I didn't and think it was... And it's just the was... first example of all the insane-ass modern art that is scattered around this house. I didn't think that the egg was actually throbbing, because they do establish the same girl when she's in the car, like, apparently has some kind of psychic ability or something. Wait, what? What? She has these visions. So now they may not be psychic, or it may, but you know what I'm talking about. No, keep what going because no, I don't no know what, what you're talking, talking about. about. I did not get any intimation yes, of a psychic Sam, ability for anyone. This girl's name is Sam. All right, this girl's name, and Sam. she is having some struggles in her life because she has some like vision slash psychic abilities, which cause her to see things either before they happen or to visualize things that are not real. Did I watch what? this movie? Yes. Like, what are you talking about? Chris. No, this yeah, is no, you, please. Chris. Yeah, actually, please, what's, what are you talking this about? This is 100% Give us an thing. example. Now, I, I may have misled you by saying psychic ability. It's not necessarily, they don't say it's, it's not like 100% that psychic ability, but she has visions. You remember, like, you remember the blood going into the pool. Pool. Oh, and that's well, her. No, vision. yeah. So she, I thought this was just like stylistic excess. Yeah, with no, me too. No, no, this is her always, having it's some trouble. Always through her eyes, and she's in the car talking to her mom about this, and like she's like <laughs> seeing visions, like flashes of stuff, like from the car and stuff. Like and there's that. a few scenes where she goes into the bathroom and looks in the mirror and says, "Like this is real." That is not real. Right. Oh my god, I real. think I like this movie. This yeah. is not real. <laughs> okay, so, that's true. There okay, that I'll give you. So I think the blood flowing into the pool, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here, but at some point this no, one she has at visions. some point this one girl like seems to have a vision of blood flowing into the pool, like shining style. There's a pool in this house and blood is just pouring into it. I'm gonna go with Steven on that one and say that's stylistic excess. The the scenes where she's like talking to herself and she does seem to be having a little bit of a psychotic break as she talks to herself in the mirror. Yeah, it's, we don't I know. I don't think there's anything psychic. All right, yeah, we don't know. We don't know if she's psychic. It could just be invasive thoughts. I mean, the movie is just a little incoherent. I'm going to chalk it up to incoherent. Okay, well, but but obviously there's something special about her where she either is having um, uh, intrusive thoughts or she's yeah. seeing things. Or so your she's larger point, psychic. though, is that this throbbing yoke is more May a not have psychic. actually, yeah. Oh. I was looking at it because sometimes it's, it's clearly little not psycho. It, yeah, it's true. Yeah. There are shots where it's not. The the yoke in the middle of Marilyn Monroe's face is not moving. Right. So, so she sees it and it triggers her. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll accept that as a potential theory. And and that this is going to segue into something I want to talk about later, but um, we're, we're not quite there yet. Well, then she Look. meets the rest of the girls for the sleepover. Um, and they're the, already being huge cunts. Oh, I mean, as they are through the entire film. Because she's kind of like the poor girl, the outcast. I don't know if she's poor, but she's poorer than the rest. She's new I to love, the love, love this moment where they're all smoking. Yeah. And uh, one of the girls offers her a cigarette. And then that same girl pulls out an e-cigarette. And talks about <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, and then starts talking about how like the most important thing in life is like how, how much money. I don't know what the fuck she said, but yeah. it was like beautifully illustrated that like this girl does not fit in. These girls yeah. do not take her seriously. 
Um, even they're bullying her even subliminally. Also, who was like if they can all afford e-cigarettes, who smoked the first half of that cigarette before yeah. they handed it to her? Yeah. Uh, well, all right. So we, so we should establish that like the reason that they're able to do all this stuff is because um, the mother who right. uh, so they're all at Chloe Savigny's house. Um, I don't remember the mother the who has just been cuckolded. Yeah, I don't remember the character name, but it doesn't matter. Her daughter is hosting this party, and they're rich, and they have all the modern art and all the you know fancy stuff and all the the vices that you a twelve year old could want. Um, so the the ab- <laughs> all the vices that a twelve year old can want. So the absentee parent motif is really strong here, and um, and, and and kind of. In, in well, all, and Chloe Savigny just like leaves them. She's just like, "Have a good." Eat. She like literally walks drunk to her car, yeah. holding a cocktail. Holding a cocktail in, in her glass. Hand. She yeah. drives and drunk. Like, it's, have fun. It's implied that it's like an AA meeting. Like she goes to an AA meeting at a church, and she has like. Oh, a, is that what it is? Yeah, I didn't get that either. No, it is because okay. when she like, when, it's a funeral. When she comes, yeah. when she's driving back from it, she even like repeats the AA mantra oh, and okay. stuff. So she goes to, like an AA meeting, and she's got like a mixed drink in her hand in the car on the way to the <laughs> AA meeting, leaving the kids at home. It's all just an excuse to get the parents out of the house, of course. You know? The but, parent. That's what we're that's what we're up against here, and yeah. so yeah, so the kids just have at it. But throughout the entire so-called party, they're just being mean bitches to each other. It's like way worse than anything you see in Mean Girls. Like <laughs> you love Mean Girls. I love Mean you Girls. You can't stop bringing up Mean Girls. I love it too. It's yeah, a great film. It's a great film, and there's some key differences between Mean Girls and this film. I think this film could have learned some things from Mean Girls. Oh, it should have. Like this, film. it feels like this movie was made by a director who's never seen a film before. <laughs> like it just doesn't follow any of the rules that we're used to with a film like this. What do you mean by that? Yeah, what do you mean by that? It just feels like totally haphazard in every possible way. I mean, like it looks beautiful, but it's completely incoherent on a plot level. Every actor is either not even trying to act or feels like they're in a different movie from everyone else involved. Well, all right. Well, we should, we should also say that the actors are actually 12-year-olds. I looked this up. Which is rare. That's Usually true. Like they do, yeah, they do seem age-appropriate. Yeah. And, uh, and they're all amazing. As far as I'm the, not just yeah, talking no. about the kids, though. I'm talking about the adults. <laughs> well, we'll get to the adults. We will get to the adult <laughs> Very soon, I hope. Very soon. But, yeah, the 12-year-olds are great. They're all actually 12-year-olds. I did some background research on this, and basically, um, yeah, they were trying to keep they're okay. it. okay. I guess they're pretty You know, as far as 12-year-old actresses go fine they were fine they're fine but you know what this this i have a question for elizabeth because you know we're we're three dudes here and you know not to put you on the spot but like the whole meme of you know 12 year old girl bullies like being like this is that something you can relate to is that something you've seen in your life i mean i think when i was watching the movie i was like "Ooh, that's pretty extreme because no one ever told me to like go kill myself but it was not so far off the radar that i couldn't relate yeah. Like, I was pretty much fully on board oh. with everything, and I get that, the dressing up, the, like, sort of subtle criticisms, the, like, oh, you're not a princess, you know? I mean, hey, I wasn't off the mark, so yeah. I'm, I'm, I am fully on board with, with all that. It was not, it was not misguided. Wow. And we should contextualize all this bullying, because it goes to an extreme degree. There's so much bullying in these well, movies, in this oh, movie. These girls, these girls just constantly, they tell each other to kill themselves, they talk about how each other's a liar, how they're not a princess. They, the perhaps the the high point or the low point of all this is one this one, you know, slightly overweight. She's girl like, yeah, is she's, like she's just, the quote unquote fat girl, but like, yeah, you know, fat tranny bitch. Yeah, he's called a fat tranny bitch, and he's Hashtag, just bullied yeah. like within an inch of her life. I felt yeah. so uncomfortable. Like well, they talked at such length about the main, how fat that girl was. The main but point of all, this movie is that they're all playing this online game in which like they get points for uploading photos. Again, and I playing. didn't think it was a literal game. I didn't either. I didn't get that at all. I was like, oh, they're just doing what girls do. Like they're posting about Instagram. Oh, no, they're I, each showing their own version of what's happening tonight to, to glorify themselves. I didn't think there was an actual I think, game. I think that yeah, there I is an actual game and I think that they were participating in the game. Well, oh. I mean, I think it's an actual game as much wow, as Facebook okay. slash Twitter slash anything we do it's online an is a game. It's an it's, analogy. It's, it's, it's a metaphor 
Um, first, I thought that this was kind of a satire because everything seems so over the top and how these girls are using social media and bullying each other. I've since read interviews and stuff where, no, this they were trying to play it completely straight. But, like, the rep- the repetition of this, like, Candy Crush as like editing, like, they kept throwing this Candy Crush visual at you when the kids were doing anything on their phones. It kind of, like, just felt kind of smug to me at some point where it's like, oh, I bet you have a phone. You're, <laughs> you're just playing a game. Yeah. Guys, how many times did you check your phone while watching this movie? A lot, because I got fucking bored. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> I didn't. I was trying to pay attention. I try and I try and take this seriously. But yeah, that whole every time someone makes a post, it goes that like garish candy. I mean, Candy Crush is a really good description of it. And the thing that really stood out to me is every time there's like a huge hashtag that pops up on screen. Like I think the ha- bond. Hashtag. I think I think hashtag. No, no, no. I'm talking about like a. A text hashtag like hashtag oh, yeah. fat. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah, think yeah, yeah, hashtag yeah. fat tranny bitch popped up at one point or something like that. But every time or it does die that, bitches at one point. Die bitches. That's my favorite. Yeah, but there's always a hashtag on each end of it. Like it, it says hashtag die bitches hashtag. Yes, which is not the way anyone uses hashtags. Which leads you to question whether whoever designed those sequences has like actually ever used a phone used twitter i think they were worried that that might be some kind of like satanic invocation and if they just did it properly with one hashtag it might go viral it might go viral (laughs) well i think a fat tranny bitch man that could have been huge uh, you know it was it's an it's a strange movie for quite a while because there's these like young 12 year old girls in this absolutely gorgeous house with some actually really cool beautiful art um, and there's about 20 to 30 minutes of them just sort of cutting each other down and bullying one another. And it's really uncomfortable and really unsettling because, I mean, even I wondered, I was like, oh, my God, do people do this? Like, is this real or whatever? And they're trying on different clothes and they're trying on different jewelry. And it's very decadent and beautifully filmed, but also very uncomfortable. And you kind of also wonder when is when does it get scary? Like I sort of wondered, like well, when does the yeah, horror become start? a horror movie for a very long like, time? Like it's kind of a, it's really sort of boring for a while because I was like, all right, is it gonna get scary or not? Like it's a little bit creepy, but it, this the horror takes quite a long time to get to. I would agree with your point, except I would go even further than twenty or thirty minutes. I felt like I was watching an hour of these girls it just was. tearing each other down. I think it was literally an hour. I, I think clocked I checked it. The it was time. like it was yeah. like the last. Probably it's in, in the last 30 minutes, it became a slasher film. It's an yeah. hour of just these girls just being bitches to each other. And, and Chloe doing just, the, like, smoking and, and drinking. And doing the Candy Crush thing. And you have, like, weird intimations that someone is watching them from their phone outside and, like, preparing to stalk them. Just, just an hour. It's interminable. Interested. It's interminable. I was just like, God, how many more times do I have to hear them make fun of this fat girl? You know what? This movie would have been better if they had just had a artsy film about 12-year-old bitches than if they had tried to shoe It should be the bling ring. Yeah, instead of shoehorning this horror, like, I don't know, is it? E- I guess that maybe it's easier to get financing for horror movies or something than, like, a piece about 12-year-old bullies, so they did that. But, like, yeah, I would have rather have seen this movie play out without the, like, slasher in the last oh, half totally. hour. Well, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that, I mean, the thing that we haven't said slasher, yet is so that... Saying something. So, there's six girls at this house... I and, thought we said five. Is it five or six? Well, we keep it's, going back and forth. Well, listen. Very soon after they all meet, they're bullying one another. They're being bitches. They're like, you're fat. You're ugly. You're a whore. Blah, 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 blah. And the you're host... The host who lives at the house, Sophia, kicks one of the girls out, whose name is Kat, who earlier in the movie has had some troubles at home. Her mom recently died. Her yeah. dad and her are trying to work things out. This you is know, that Dr. Whatever. White's daughter. Dr. White. They, he's been like, we need to be honest with one another. You're 12. I'm 40. We should connect. It's like, fuck no, that's never going to work. And Sophia, the host of the house, kicks out this girl. She's like, Kat, you need to leave. You're being too mean to everybody goodbye and it's pretty dramatic it's like everybody's crying but it's kind of like well they're all 12 they, they cry about everything a really it weird takes scene. forever for her to kick that girl out like it starts with her like belittling that fat girl just until you're like god stop saying she's fat like just every fat insult in the book and then it takes forever for Sophia to kick Kat out she's like get out 
get out just like for like five minutes and she it's keeps weird because, like, like different like, variations on get out of the house I don't understand Kat's character because it seems like she's bullying to try to fit in did anybody else have that sense I don't know it was so weird because that scene in particular like our sympathies are all over the place they're drawn all over the place because first they're all bullying I didn't have any they're all bullying George, Georgie the quote unquote fat girl who's like you know right. she's who it literally has a backpack full of food let's not forget that yeah she has like, a backpack was... full of cupcakes but she's like a medium at Walmart so it's not like she's huge <laughs> um, but you know they're oh, bullying boy. her they're bullying the shit out of her but then like one of the bullies gets bullied by another bully and then we're like uh, kicked out of the house and we kind of like are supposed to be feeling bad for her I don't feel bad for any of these people because they're all horrible people basically all those girls blended together for me they're I mean like the fat girl sort of stood out because it was made such a huge point that she was fat. You were clearly supposed to feel bad but for her. But she was also a bitch, too. She was a bitch, too, yeah. Um, th- they like, all kind of blended together. Yeah, so... But, I mean, it is a critical point of the movie that, like, Kat, one of the girls, is bullying the fat girl and gets kicked out of the house. Right, that's important. Yes, yeah, so, which leads into, like, Basically, the, right. the best scene of we're the all, movie. We're I think all like, we can agree. We're it's the best scene barely, of the movie. We're all barely able to even continue talking about this movie. We're all like about to bust into open laughter here. So let's just set this up, and we're going to play a clip. And But basically, the scene is, Kat's been kicked out of the house. She's gone. She's running down a hill. She's she, sobbing. She runs down a hill sobbing. She calls her dad, who's Dr. White, who we met earlier. Who Timothy plays Hutton. Dr. Timothy uh, Hutton. Who up until this point crush of mine um, in the past? Who up until now. this point not in the anymore. film has no, been definitely sort, not now. Who up until this point in the film has been kind of a jovial personality? No, he seemed like kind of unhinged from scene one. No, he's got oh, some I issues. Disagree. He's like he's like ordering Xanax for himself on the phone. He's and texting stuff. like I remember. Yeah, there, there's a scene where he's like to his daughter's like talking about her anxieties, and like you just see like his texts pop up on the screen, and one of them is like one of three apples harvested. Like he's just like yeah, playing right. fucking he's games, playing games on his too. phone. And his whole advice to the daughter is like, oh, kids are bullying you, and I'll suck it up. And but stuff. still, up but until still. this point, he's come off as like... One of the more relatable people. Yes, he's trying... A he's, shitty he's, dad. He's, he's trying. trying to relate to his daughter and trying to like Like, he's be the nice shitty dad that we will all be. Yeah, he doesn't strike you as psychotic. Well, this mean girl cat gets kicked out of the house, and she's walking through the woods, and she calls him, and it goes to voicemail because he's a you know an absentee father again that motif. She's she, trying to call him. She's saying like, "Dad, come get me! I got kicked out." Yeah. Um. So, and she's like sobbing because she's you know basically just traumatized that she's out of the clique. Then out of nowhere, scenes later. Dr. White, the dad, shows up at the fucking house and just raises hell on these 12-year-olds. Absolutely. Well, and at first, we should note that you think he's, like, the killer. You think somebody's coming oh, in to, like, think kill the them. I would the door, rather. The door would... busts open. They're, like, afraid. They're, like, what's happening? The door busts open, and it's Cat's dad. I would rather face a killer than this Dr. White. Hold on. I'm, yeah, well, I'm going to play this clip. Yes. Why is my daughter crying? She's hysterical. Nothing happened, Dr. White, okay? Cat wanted to leave. Where's your mother? I need to speak to your mother about the bullying that my daughter has been subjected to here tonight. Is she a bully? She made me cry. She told me to kill myself. Good advice. All you care about is yourselves, right? It's it's easier that way, right? It's fucking easier that way. Do you give a shit about anyone? Do you? Do you care about anyone? So just completely batshit Dr. White. Reason I mean, hell. Absolutely the best performance in the movie. Was it, I, I would love to read the script for this movie because I feel like he's given a lot of license to ad-lib. Oh, absolutely. He's got he's brandishing a knife. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> oh my we, god, yeah. yeah, the knife. I forgot about that. I mean, and the clip we just played doesn't do any justice to even his physical performance. He's grabbing these girls by the chin. By the he chin. he repeatedly grabs them by the chin like sort of the way that You're you, 12. Sort of the way you sometimes like, you know, you you'll see someone in a movie like take a girl's face and then kiss her, but he grabs them and brings them close enough to kiss them. He sniffs their breath to determine if they've been drinking, yeah. and then also this is really this was really perplexing to me. He also puts his ear up to their mouths. He'll, he'll I saw that. He'll yeah. sniff their mouths like, <laughs> like as if that's how you can tell if they're to drunk. See if he can smell alcohol. The alcohol. He also puts his ear, ear up to their mouths, like you know, like you could hear the alcohol. And you know, the most interesting thing is that 
this scene goes on. Oh yeah, for a while. For an excruciating amount of he's time. I mean, it is pretty out. scary. He busts in. He's grabbing them. You're kind of terrified. You're like, is he the killer? What's going on? He's kind of grabbing them. But they move, I would say, into three to five different rooms. Yeah. He's ca- the whole set They're, is used. The whole yeah. set is used. They're using the different art in the house. Yeah. This is a 10-minute scene. And I'm terrible to Of girls. him just screaming at these... 12 year old girl at what point he says you're all damaged goods you're all going to be tried as adults because his daughter is missing and 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 the scene concludes with him telling the girls you should just fucking kill yourselves yeah but you should I'm, kill yourself. I'm laughing my ass off the whole time because, first of all, it's just it's a really over the top, entertaining performance, and it's so tonally different from the rest of the movie. And because the girls have all been such awful people yeah, up to this point, they are basically White. on Doctor White's side. Doctor White's side because <laughs> Doctor White, with all his flaws, yeah. is an adult, yeah. and these kids have been, you know. And I mean, kids. we should also note at this point that he's a decent candidate to be the killer because we've seen someone creepily filming outside with leather gloves holding a phone and he very conspicuously has leather gloves the same black leather gloves in this scene so this is definitely the point where you go oh yeah and this maybe kind of he's demo- probably the killer and this demonstrates that he's a little bit unhinged yeah. like maybe he is the killer like yeah. you don't really know you think that's what kind of doctor reason? is he do we know he is a he's a er surgeon i mean because like a medical doctor steven no, no, no because there's a <laughs> well, scene at the beginning where he's like i should be at the surgery right now and like whatever but okay, do you think that's the only reason they put that scene in there to make us think he was the killer because they they do go they're like oh because then it comes Is out that, that a then it comes out that he was having an affair or someone so, you know he's connected to the victim somehow. I mean they definitely play him up as the killer yeah. for quite a while. Yeah. I thought he was well, definitely the killer because I was like this is the lamest I mean, possible is, to reveal yeah. that he's the killer. Well, there's a stupid thing where he slept with Chloe Sevigny, which is like yeah, not even cares? like why. And then the girls joke useless. your mom slept with Hitler because he's wearing an overcoat oh, God, that reminds yeah. him of Hitler. Oh that's, yeah, they call him was. Hitler, which he doesn't look like, like he at is all. a blonde white man. It's absurd. He's not. He's blonde. like gray haired. Gray. Yeah, yeah but, but well, I mean, he, he doesn't look like he Hitler doesn't look like Hitler. It was on the base basis of his overcoat alone. Yeah, so. which is another weird thing about that scene is that they appear to be terrified by him, but also continue to taunt him by calling him Hitler. Like he's threatening them with a knife, and then they still decide. To it's do afterwards. It. You're Hitler. You're Hitler. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's afterwards. Well, look, well, he threatens okay, well, them. Well, that's also odd. Is that he leaves and they immediately go back to just being look? Assholes. Here's what happens. He threatens them. He's pretty scary. It's honestly a pretty terrifying scene. He's grabbing the girls, whatever, and then he like takes off outside the house to try to find Cat, his daughter, who's left because she's been kicked out of the house. And during the time of the pretty scary scene where he's been, like, threatening the girls, they've been separated, and, you know, it's just sort of mass confusion, which ends up setting the scene for the murders. And we should also note that I believe by this point they've decided, and I forget the motivation for this, but they've decided to lock all their phones in a safe. Oh, yes. that happens early on because they've oh, been on their phones. Really early, yeah. They've been on their phones too much. They're obsessed with this game, mm-hmm. and they say, hey, we should actually talk to each other. Let's just, like, put our phones in the safe and throw away the and, key. And it makes like they had that oh. sense after they got white girl drunk after, like, a sip of a cocktail. Also, yeah. what are they drinking? We were really puzzled by that. I don't know. The I whatever they pour yeah. is like not a drink. It was like a the white girl though. Um, like no, there's red. There's a ton of red liquid no. that they pour in from just an open carafe, and it's like I don't, I don't know what it well, is. Well, they lock their phones in the safe. They throw the key into the indoor pool. Yeah, but they also. Th- throw something into the snow outside. That no, she, really she, she acts like me. she's going to throw it into the yeah, snow. It looked like she threw it And in then the they're snow. like, hey, that's like too Oh, it's extreme. a fake out. Yeah, it's too extreme. Throw it into the pool. Whatever. Oh, okay. doesn't matter. But, they, right. they lock their It does matter eventually. This whole but. time we're waiting for someone to die. We're waiting for the horror to start. And then also they, they throw in this backstory, which was never paid off at all, about how the previous owner of the house was like a psycho oh, version right. of Andy Warhol who had Oh my a, god, yes. Who had like an art party downstairs and went crazy and killed everybody and maybe his ghost is still Which here. Is, well, well like, like he's still at creepy. large, right? They never found his body. They never body found his body. Right. It's they like it had vague creepiness. That was Vaguely so confusing creepy. and such a red herring that I never like fully grasped what they were talking about. Well, there. I'm pissed off because oh, shit. they put they laid down a premise. They this this 
if they if I this wasn't the movie I would have made, <laughs> which is a bad reason to uh, to not to be upset about something. But like, all right, so here's here's what we had. We have these mean girls who are addicted to social media. They're having a sleepover in the woods with no parents in a place where someone was murdered and the murderer may still be at large. And one of the girls may or may not be a psychic or she's having visions of some sort. I would say may not. May not. Um, I would say may. It doesn't matter. They may not. But there's but they're setting this up, you know, and I'm I'm like, okay. They all lock their phones in the safe and it's it's a good premise for a by the numbers like horror slasher type movie, which I enjoy, but then most of those plot details don't matter and it's just like, okay, we're gonna just talk about girl stuff for a while and then shoehorn everything into like a really weird twenty minute slasher ending. Yeah. I mean, it all climaxes when Dr. White comes to the house, is worried about his daughter, Cat, threatens all the girls for, like, 20 minutes in a very, like... It's so, not that long. It's not tw- it, I wish it were I mean, minutes. it feels like 20 minutes. He <laughs> grabs like them by the, the jaw. He's like, oh, you fuckers, have you been drinking? You should kill yourselves. He runs off. He decides to build a quote-unquote trap in the woods by, like, dragging some logs. <laughs> Which leads to one of my favorite lines where he's, like, in the woods below this house. Kitty, kitty, and he, cat! And he's, and he's screaming up at the girls in the house. And he's like, come on down here, you bitches. We're going to build a trap. I mean, it's over the We're top. Like it's crazy. This animal. is sort yeah. of the climax. It's you amazing. Think, and you kind of think, like, it, he's the killer, I guess. But he's like... Yeah, he, he, yeah my, my take was that, wow, this was, like... The, the least surprising twist ever. It's super obviously telegraphed. Well, he's the killer, but as it turns out, he's not. No, so I, I said that he was relatable. Me, we were talking about how he's kind of relatable when he's yelling at the kids, but right after that scene, he becomes completely unhinged. One scene, yeah. he's like, He's like, we're going to trap her like an animal. And he's like making a log trap in the woods. And then he goes and confronts Chloe Savigny at like her AA meeting and stuff. Savigny. Sorry, I don't. <laughs> this is actually the first time I think I've seen her in anything. What? Yeah, he goes and confronts oh, her. He no. so this this character is a huge fan of the like grab women by the jaw move. Right. He does. He this. swipes left across the whole group of girls at one point, which he, I thought was really funny. He like, grabs, he just sort of like rubs all of their chins with his palm. Yeah, he <laughs> loves it. He grabs he grabs twelve year olds by the jaw. He grabs Chloe Sevigny by the jaw. She's unfazed because she's fucking Chloe Sevigny. So she's you know, Loves this movie. Fuck Trump. Agree. He is Doctor White. He is Doctor White. But I have I have two. I'm going to pull Patrick and say I have two thoughts about that. Okay. Well, we'll, and we'll let you get to one. All right. Yeah. Which (laughs) you're going to love the Patrick experience here. So, um, basically, you know, this movie, like I felt, was trying. it, It it wants to be a social commentary movie. It wants to have some things to say about social media. It wants to say some things about cyberbullying. It wants to say I don't some know th- that it does. It does. It doesn't seem to have any ambition whatsoever. Like, it seems like, like on paper, yes. Steven, but he's not execution. even gotten to one No, thought. that's fine. No, that's fine. No, but, um, I, you know what? Yeah, I couldn't... If you don't get, the, get it from the movie, I understand. But then, like, I was reading these interviews and stuff with the stars, with the director and stuff. And it's like, yeah, they were trying to make a, a movie with a capital M. Oh, I strongly oh. believe that they thought they were making an extremely potent God, statement how misguided they on cyberbullying and Oh, they thought they were making a film. Oh, yeah. Um, and film. But and then, film, for sure. Like, this, the, I'm not going to call it satire. The message is so broad, though, that, like, if you want this to be a movie about how dangerous cyberbullying can be or how dangerous social media can be, like... Include some parental figures that are relatable to people instead of just these fucking cartoon characters who are like vile people. Hey, man, look, maybe we're all lucky. I think a lot of people, those parental figures are relatable, distant, uninvolved, and like damaged. I did enjoy the scenes where the girl, uh, Timothy Hutton's daughter, you, was, wait, like, trying, I'm sorry, go ahead. I don't want to interrupt, but, but Elizabeth, oh, go ahead. do you think? Do you think anyone's going to watch this movie? Any adult is going to watch this movie and relate to Dr. White? Oh, fuck no. Or Chloe. (laughs) Or Chloe? I think a lot of people would watch this movie and relate to the feelings of the girls that they have about their parents. Okay, maybe. 
But all right, I'm going to compare. I say there's only you know there's only two stories in the world: the Odyssey and the movie Heat. And <laughs> in, so the hero's journey and, and the Heat. movie Heat, and okay. which isn't to say I love Heat, but it does a lot of things better than most movies. But you do love Heat. Heat. He loves a, Heat. One of the subplots in Heat is a kind of neglectful father relationship. Al Pacino does not like take care or attend to his daughter as well as he needs to, but. At no point does Al Pacino become unrelatable. You always are like, yeah, Al Pacino's a good guy. He's a good father. He's doing his best. Blah, 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 blah. You don't get that with Dr. White. Because if if you're a father watching this movie and you see Dr. White, you're going to be like, well, my kid's never going to do that because I'm not a maniac threatening 12-year-olds with a knife. Or like, I don't drink and drive. My, I don't drink my cocktail while I'm still in my car on my way to my AA meeting. You see what I'm saying? Wait, what is the point here? Whether this movie might possibly or negatively lost influence <laughs> actual parents? Is that really what you guys are discussing? I'm trying to say that if they're trying to make a, a, a morality tale about cyberbullying and the dangers of cyberbullying, let's talk about how dangerous cyberbullying is and not be like, well, cyberbullying is bad if you have these caricatures as parents. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Look, yeah, I mean, it's obviously very misguided and whatever. It's, it's like saying, it's like trying to make a movie about how, like, you know, it's like American History X, where you're not saying, <laughs> where, like, racism is bad, but also the kid's doing heroin. Like, if he's undone and he's doing heroin and racism, it's not the story, it's not the message you want to say about <laughs> Which racism. Which is the worst drug, ladies and gentlemen. Racism is the worst drug, for sure. Okay. Anyway. And I forgot what my second point was. <laughs> you well, gotta you gotta work on me and Patrick better. <laughs> all right, so uh, closing thoughts on hashtag horror. Anything well, that we missed you know, out on? Yeah, I think we did miss out on the climax because like well, let's the, talk about the it. Climax is this bizarre. Like, there's this series of killings, and I guess we're gonna try to avoid some spoilers here. Generally, I, I think we don't try away. We from can spoilers, we can spoil it. It's just it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, it really doesn't fucking matter. But the the, really the, the point that I have to make is not really to do with any specific murder, but just that there's like this series of murders in the climax that have almost no tension to them. Like, it's just kind of some killings, you know? There's, there's not killings. like, you don't I really... I think that's why I was like closing thoughts on Hashtag Horror. Like, it just Yeah, really you just kind of skip yeah. right over that. And then there is a revelation of the killer in the end. And I guess we're not going to touch on who that is because actually it doesn't matter to me. The character who it I was felt nothing. was not a character who I like felt any affinity to or who I could separate from any of the other characters. Totally arbitrary. Doesn't and, matter. And it's over in just an absolute second. Like they reveal who the killer is. There's and, murders, there's killings. And then there's a weird, and this is another kind of weird example of the way it tries, the, the movie tries to make a point about. Uh, social media, whatever, is there's this weird shot of like a mom and her daughter. The daughter's like on an yeah. iPad or something. And I think it's trying to make the point that like this young kid who's like, I don't know, six or something, and we've yeah. never seen this kid before in the movie, is like sort of the next generation. She might be the next killer. I know. Who, hashtag like, targets, scary. Who like, might, yeah, chill. who might target people through social media. Hashtag scary. It's all very, very abruptly over. So yeah, it's it's. I think it's notable. And also, wait, I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but I got really excited watching this movie because it went on for far longer than I thought it would, mm -hmm. and I was very excited to see that instead of 16 minutes left of the film, I really only had about nine minutes left because the credits are like eight minutes or something. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. This is like an hour and 30 minute movie that's really like an hour and like. 22 minutes. You were, you were checking the running time a lot more often than I was. I was in my phone. Oh my god. So it's so weird that, you know, it's a, it's a I guess a horror movie. We're a horror show and we're but like we have no interest in talking about the horror part of this movie. Because, because it's, it's so minimal. Negligible. It's like 10 minutes. You know what? Movie. The weirdest, most disorienting part of this movie to me, which I think may be the last maybe the last thing we want to talk about before we go to ratings is that scene where, all the, where they're all wearing the masks and dancing. Oh, the masks. There are the, there's this weird that. table full of like vaguely creepy looking masks in this house full of odd art pieces. And at one point there's this sort of prolonged scene where all the, the girls who are having their sleepover put on these weird masks and dance around to, I don't know, whatever pop song. I don't know pop songs. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but they all dance around. It's, I don't know pops. It's pretty disorienting. It's a little little Lynchian, little Harmony Kareen. It's it's hard. Thank you for mentioning Harmony Kareen because I was going to say if anybody could have made this this concept into a film, good, it would be him. <laughs> yeah, 
Definitely. Like, it, it, like the like Spring Breakers, Harmony Korea, yeah. like could have made this movie work. The mask stuff is the weirdest and creepiest stuff in this movie. If you're going to talk about horror, it was it was a metaphor. Yeah, definitely. For we don't know what. All right, if we're talking about horror, if we're talking about creepy stuff, the thing that bothered me throughout this entire movie is I didn't know. I had to look it up afterwards to see how old these girls actually were. But yeah, they they tried to cast actual twelve year old girls to play the twelve year olds. So maybe they were twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Maybe if they were in pre production forever, um, you know, young girls and. The amount of stuff that they they are subjected to in this movie, both with the script, just having them bully each other, and Doctor White like grabbing their faces, I was disturbed that this was hap- that this movie was made. Okay, listen, it's I no blue the is the way. warmest color, but it's a little bit creepy. It's like Wait, what in particular? <laughs> what I'm saying, like it wasn't like they were subjected to anything horrifying. No, but like still stuff that's outside of my comfort zone as an audience person like you have this, you know, quote unquote fat girl who's got a backpack full of cupcakes and there's a scene where she's, it's a close up on her face, she's stuffing her yeah, face with cupcakes saying I'm a fat pig, I'm a fat ugly pig, I'm that a fat pig was I'm like, up. you know what, I don't care what filmmaker you are, it's a completely gratuitous scene, it barely has anything to do with what the movie's trying to communicate that hasn't already been said if you're a filmmaker don't hire a 12 year old and have her have her do this because you know what she's still going to be quote unquote fat at the end of this movie production and she's going to have this memory in her head so i'd I'd like to touch on that for a second because i actually that was one of i have a different opinion than all of you about this movie but that was one of the things that really bothered me about this is that there was like and I know that you cast actors and whatever, but that was one of the things that really bothered me about it is that they did cast this overweight young girl to essentially be like a stereotype of like a fat preteen. Sure. And they used her for that and in very, very upsetting ways. And I guess, I mean, I guess you can do that in movies, but it was really intense and like well, that, girl- that was the butt of much of the bullying and it was... I thought it was pretty upsetting because that girl, you know, I mean, I don't know how you would recover from that after filming. Well, and the more upsetting thing is that that's not really uncommon. I mean, like whether you look at Rebel Wilson or Melissa McCarthy or whoever, there's so many over, you know, mediums at Walmart, (laughs) overweight (laughs) women out there who are cast and repeatedly put in those roles where the whole joke and the point of their character is that they're the fat girl, you know. But this and didn't even, I mean, even have anything me to no do. I mean, that disturbs me no matter what movie it but is. But this, didn't, well, relate to the movie. this didn't relate to the movie. You could have had five thin girls and it would have been the same and how movie. Mu- well, how about this? How much more impactful would it have been if you had a girl who's got, you know, she's overweight and she's viciously attacked for being overweight but she's a great person otherwise. Why does she have to be overweight, but also an overweight caricature who literally has cupcakes in her backpack and, like, shoves that's them into her face? It's yeah, unnecessary. That was, that's what I'm saying. This that's girl, I mean, that was the role. Like, this girl knew what she was signing up for. It's not like they just, like, made a film and, like, tricked this girl into being the fat girl in the movie. Like, right. She auditioned. Her parents probably had to sign a contract. All the parents probably yeah. had to be on set. Like, oh yeah, if they're that young, for sure. Not only did the other characters make fun of her as if she were a caricature of a fat person, but she was written and depicted as an extreme caricature of a person who was overweight. Right, she knew what she was doing, and she's a beautiful girl. Like, she's not that. I mean, I. She's not like some sort of horrifying person. She's no, fine. and I think all these girls are aware of what they're doing to the point that they're barely even acting. Yeah, I mean, the I funniest think. thing about this is that. I mean, I'm going to get, like, super dorky here, but Julian Schnabel, who's a great director and great visual artist, his daughter is in Wait, this film. Wait, who is that again? Why he, do I know that? He name? directed um, the uh, Diving Bell and the Butterfly. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, he's an amazing director and amazing visual sure. artist. His daughter is in this as one of these girls, and, I mean, you would think probably with a dad like Julian Schnabel, who's a great 
artist in general that you might have a little more taste than this movie but you know whatever she has to work she's got to work and that's what all these girls are doing they're all working every 12 year old has to work every 12 year old has to and, work you know, it's, that's it's what i was taught growing up right <laughs> yep exactly it's fine. I don't this wanna, is trump's america i don't want to tell people how to parent their kids i don't want to tell you know 12 year olds what kind of roles they can take and stuff but it just it seemed unnecessary and just not responsible to put 12 year olds in some of these situations if it's not adding something to the movie and it wasn't in thank you yeah. yeah yes thank you the girls of the world do not audition for hashtag horror volume two look <laughs> listen if you're a parent of a 12 year old do not let your child audition for a four million dollar budget horror movie because they're going to be put in a compromising role no, i think four million might be a generous budget for this <laughs> that was uh that was rec four the last yeah, film was, we oh, reviewed yeah sorry um i think this movie was probably more like i don't know half a million dollars <laughs> yeah do you not let your 12-year-old audition a for a 200 A pack of roll. cigarettes and a bottle of vodka, and that was her fee. <laughs> Cast me instead, because I will act for that much. Okay, anyway. Well, that said, uh, how would you rate this movie on the view it, cue it, screw it scale, everybody? Patrick, would you recommend a, a listener view it, cue it? Or screw it. This is a screw it with prejudice for me. Screw it with oh, prejudice. Again with prejudice, I, yeah. man. Back to, back to our roots. Yeah, when it was over, I was just like, God damn, I can't believe I just wasted that much of my time watching this garish, poorly conceived movie. The one thing I will say is that the director seems to have some sense of visual... There's there's some visual style to the movie. It I, looks I, good. I, I would and that be, the camera is turned on and filming things. No, and not in that sense. That's your opinion. <laughs> Did you notice? <laughs> we'll get to you in a minute. <laughs> Did you notice uh, the like ninety degree angles? Yeah, there were some nice canted camera angles. Do you in think there. maybe the ninety degree camera angles were meant to suggest vertical camera video from your phone? I oh man, uh, mine uh, no, there were like some Dutch angles, just like straight up tilted. There were some where it's like they're coming down the stairs and it's like almost ninety degrees, and then like yeah, comes back there were a couple of those. Just a thought, but I yeah, think. anyways, it was it was visually interesting, and I would be I don't know, I feel like the director was over ambitious, and I would be interested to see what she. She yeah, yeah she, she what she does next. She, time. she was a '90s it girl, according to the internet. Oh, but okay. I've never heard of her before. Yeah, <laughs> terrible. I felt awful about myself after I finished watching this movie. But I, I guess the one positive thing I can say is I'd be interested to see what this director does next. Elizabeth, would you view it, cue it, or screw it? Listen, I was a huge fan of this movie. I thought that it was beautifully filmed. I thought that it was really interestingly portrayed. I thought it was relatable. I thought there was a lot to talk about. I completely disagree with all of you about this movie. Um, I think there is wow. a, um, a lot to say about the characters and even the nuances of the bullying that they did. And Nuance. Not a term I would associate with this movie, but listen, go on. I'm listening. I thought that the setting was fascinating. The putting it in this like house with the Warhol art in the middle of winter in Connecticut was fantastic. I thought that the way that they drew out until there really wasn't any murders until I mean there was a murder at the beginning, then not a murder until eighty minutes in. You know, there were some problems. The the uh, Dr. White was fucked up. You know, there were some issues with... We talked about the, like, bullying of the fat girl. I thought that was some issues, but it's also very realistic. This is a 100% view it for me. I'm committed. Listen, ladies out there, you will relate to this. Fuck all these guys. You should watch this movie. It's relatable. And I totally... Wow. It, it, wow. I'm, I'm amazed. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, I would be less surprised if a werewolf jumped through the fucking oh, window. Oh, man. I can't yeah. wait to see what you guys say. This has been a shocking... Uh, but, you know, I will say there may be, you know, uh, this may be a movie that has a gender divide. Um, you know, 12-year-old boys don't treat each other like this. Most of the time, it's physical violence, usually. But 12-year-old <laughs> girls really treat each other like this? Yes, and I think that like you should this. all stop asking me that, because this but is But I thought real. you said before that you thought it was over the top. I thought I'm something's not over the top, the top but I, it's not that over the top. Okay. All I right. mean, yeah, it's a little over the top, but it's, like, cinema, cinematically appropriate. All right. Steven, view it, cue it, or screw it? Uh, screw it. Um, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> surprise! Uh, I think if you want to see Timothy Hutton and Chloe Sevigny hit rock bottom, then watch it. Um, you know what? I'm gonna bump it up. Cue it. 
If you get, <laughs> do it again. Hey, you know what? Bump it, it up again. again. Let's, Honestly, let's I do did it. I did enjoy like maybe like a solid thirty minutes of this movie because there's some totally unhinged performances. Which let me comment is more than one third of the film. Is it? How long is it? Like, <laughs> like if, if we like erase the like eight minute credits at the yeah. end. Anyway, sorry. Go on. Anyway, I, it's a terrible film. It's it looks beautiful, <laughs> but like it's not difficult to make a beautiful looking film now. I mean, with technology, like it's pretty easy to make a movie that looks decent. I have no idea what it's trying to say about bullying. If it's trying to say anything about like cyberbullying and our relationship with technology, it's outdated by like ten years. <laughs> Fuck this movie. It was awful. But Timothy Hutton is Bay. Chloe Sevigny. Oh yeah, I the the, the the like five minutes of Timothy Hutton's freak out are a definite view it for me. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, he's off the off the chain. Chris? Um, the five five to ten minutes of Dr. White, Timothy Hutton freaking out, must see TV. Absolutely watch that part. <laughs> um, but no, on the whole, I give it a screw it. Um, not with prejudice, really. Like I said, I think it would be fine if they took out the horror element and tried to make a more coherent movie just around the, the topic that they were trying to struggle with. And it looks great. Great performances at times from the girls. But on the whole, I could not, I cannot in good conscience recommend this to someone who's interested in horror movies on Netflix. Screw it. Dude, I'm glad we agree. I had a really fucking hard time with this movie. Watch it. It was everybody. rough. Well, on that note, I hope you'll join us again next time. Hey, Chris, what are we watching next week? <laughs> next week, we're watching 13 Cameras. Jesus Christ. We're, yeah, we're, we're out of the special characters and into the numbers. What the fuck is 13 Cameras about? Does anyone know? I have no clue. 13 Cameras appears to be... Now, I'm, I'm notoriously awful at predicting these things. It appears to be sort of a take on the Big Brother concept. Uh-huh. Uh, someone moves into a house, and there's a psychopath watching them from every corner of oh, the house. Oh, yeah, I read about this. Okay, yeah, this sounds fun. So, hope you'll join us then. For every horror movie on Netflix, I'm Chris. I'm Patrick. I'm Elizabeth. I'm Steven. And have a great time watching horror movies. (laughs) 